This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Phillies Backstage. Tom Burgoyne joined by John Brazier. And a great day today, John. This is a little different. We're uh, at the Philadelphia Cricket Club for the annual Phillies Golf Classic. We just had Alumni Weekend. This is an extension of Alumni Weekend. And, Tom, we'll talk about this uh, after we have our guest on. But I'm telling you, I love this weekend. You see guys that you used to work with, see guys you used to follow as a, as a kid, uh, you see guys just, you know, all walks of life. And we see some down at fantasy camp. We see some of them, you know, throughout the area, especially if they live in Philadelphia. But it's so awesome to see Steve Carlton and, right, and, and even guys like Sarge. Well, who see Steve Carlton. I, you were, weren't you hanging out at the bar, like, the whole weekend with <laughs> I, Steve Carlton? I got a selfie with Steve Carlton. <laughs> I know. I you know. posted it on yeah, Facebook. he's looking at me. He's like, what are you doing? I said, a selfie. He's like, all right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so we will talk about that. But all right, uh, very but excited for our guest there. We have a great guest uh, a friend of ours it's great to see him because we he's one of the guys we see uh frequently but we haven't seen you in a while but, but not enough not enough elsie larry christensen how, how is this harry Callis? i know he's great harry, <laughs> harry the k uh yeah we <sighs> we had so many great years with harry the k and by, first of all thank you guys for having me on john and tom and 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 uh you know a great weekend and and yeah, I, I know when I walked to the booth to do a, a, a TV interview, I walked right by Harry Callis's, you know, broadcast yep. room, and with his, and, and we go way back, and 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 I kind of, I kind of have a little bit of part of that coining the Harry the K, because really? it was Harry the K that he he would call me LC, and I'd go Harry the K when we were playing golf, and then it was when he'd make a putt, it was Kalunk. <laughs> and I go, Harry the K, Kalunka. <laughs> and Whitey, Whitey Ashburn, too, in playing, you know, he'd be over a putt. And his, his famous one is, this is a lock. This is a lock, right, boys. Right, so great memory, just even bringing it well, up. And Harry you know. used to, I remember out here, we're at Philly Cricket for our golf outing. Harry would, would I think this is later in his life, uh, he only, he didn't golf at that point. He only brought, he would putt. He remember? would putt. He yeah, would putt for everybody. Contest. And he had all these different, kind of like Tug, right? Tug had all the different yeah. clubs in his bag that he used to call different names, yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, the Texas wedge was one of them. He had his <laughs> Texas wedge, but his putter was the, you know, anytime he got over a putt, before it went in the hole, he would go, Kalunka. Yeah, Reggie. If he misses, oh. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Harry, Harry's the best, and I we, we we saw Video Dan over the weekend, and yep. whenever I see Video Dan, I I yeah, I talk to him in Harry Callis. Oh I, yeah, we all I do. I go Vidage, Howl's Vidage, Vidage and Chainage. Right. Yeah, Elsie, uh, you're one of the guys who uh, live still lives in the area, but how great is it when everybody comes into town for these weekends? Yeah, well, it's 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 terrific, and the 
And the Phillies organization has, you know, I played my whole career here, number one. In, uh, Which is very unique, yeah, especially in yeah. this day and age. Yeah, there's only, I think, of, there's only, with Ryan Howard now joining the club, now it makes five that have played over 10 years with the Phillies and mm. only the Phillies, which is, because uh, I follow that because it's in a book and that, I, you know, kind of somebody bring, they bring it up as a trivia question quite a bit. But, but anyway, um, it, it's, um, you know, the, the great weekend and, and it is the 80 reunion, even two years late. So, um, we get everybody together and get to see all these faces. And a lot of people that we haven't seen in probably, you know, we had a 10 year and had a, had a 20 year. And so now it's, so it's been a few years since we had a lot of these 80 guys together. So, um, with, with including their wives or their significant others. So, and the Middletons did a fabulous job. Uh, you know, John is, is, is a, the, the new owner as, as far as we, you know, we had Ruley Carpenter and then, you know, the Giles group and Bill. And so, I mean, I, I love, I love all of them. And, and I think John's just really doing a fabulous job and really takes this to heart this weekend, yep. this reunion weekend. And, you know, he also brought back the Carpenter family because I, they I, all were the, yep. the whole group of them. Yeah, uh, Rulie's wife and and yeah, kids and, and yep, David. cousins. So that was nice yeah. to see too to bring back the old yeah. ownership. Yeah. Uh, but it was so cool to see guys like Del Unser and Greg Gross yeah. and I think Kevin yeah. Saucier was here. Yeah, right? Sauce was here. Uh, and Bob Walk was here. Yeah, right? Walk took it. He was he was in um, in Baltimore, and so he he I think he he drove up and just for they gave him the one day off. So I mean, here he is. He's worked his whole career, and he's going to retire in another year or so and work kind of part time. And and I had a good visit with Bob, and he was. Uh, doing the reunion on the field and then going back to mm. meet the team to fly to Arizona. He says, I'm, I've had enough of this, you know, he's 65 or whatever he, but good to see Bob and yeah. And like sauce is, you know, kind of semi-retired now, I guess, but he was involved in baseball uh, for, for many years and Marty Bystrom's in yep. Florida now Hi, coming up and, and Bo is always the, you know, the, glue. the bang wanger that gets <laughs> right. you. He, he starts right. chirping and he can't stop. And he was on fire the whole weekend. And especially his target was bull. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, they almost got into bull. the old, you know, the old right. punching well, each did, other did, on wasn't the field. There, wasn't there a story at one point where bull literally, Bo was chirping back as a player. Bo was chirping and bull, uh, the story I heard, grabbed him by the neck, lifted him up against the wall. <laughs> and, 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 well, right? Well, not only that, and one time in Houston, Schmitty had enough of him and, and Finally, he grabbed me by the neck and was going to run his head right into a steel pillar. And, you know, he would, and Lefty would, you know, once I said, well, Bonesy, I said, here comes Lefty. Like, once you said, you know, he would become silent. And so, and Lefty once in a while go over to his chair and grab him by the neck and the face. And go, <laughs> oh, I'm going to tear your head off. <laughs> and so, but we had a, hey, I've got great memories of, of a great organization and team and teammates and not to mention, you know, winning the World Series uh, with the spark plug in Pete Rose, I'm sure we're going to get to. But to, uh, to, to have played my whole career here and, 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 and just have those memories of playing in a great era of baseball. We were about baseball, not about money. It was about baseball. And I have nothing against the guys that make the money, but we were the ones that really had through strikes and, and lockouts that we didn't really understand a lot about but we knew what we were we knew what we were doing but we didn't understand what it would come to which has become you know an amazing and and talk about that journey because you know again you were there that whole time in the 70s we were so close you know we had some great yeah. teams in 76 77 78 right yeah. and then you get Pete Rose in 79 and then it finally get it in yeah. 80 but you were so close and there's some controversies yeah. with Black Monday and 
right? Yeah. And, oh, and we had some downers, and I, 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 I remember pitching. In, I was the one that pitched that that game. I started that game against Bert Hooten, and 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 I he walked me. I mean, I I, I should have swung and hit a grand slam, but <laughs> but he, he but the reason why he walked all those two, and they haven't brought this up, and it's good. It just popped in my mind that that uh, Booney's catching, and I've I got in a little bit of a jam, and there was a. Somebody got a base hit, and Garvey's on second base, and he rounds third and comes into home. Harry Wendelstadt, the umpire, Boone get, takes the throw, tags Garvey out. I'm right behind backing up, and I watch the play right in front of me. Garvey's out. There's no instant replace. Right. He's out, and Harry Wendelstadt called him safe. And I never get on umpires, but I went up right to him, and Booney turns around, and Harry, and I said, Harry, you blew it. I said, you blew it. He was out, and he was white as a ghost. I think he knew it. Right. But then, during that, and Bert Hooten's pitches were right up over the strike zone, yeah, yeah. all of them, those knuckle curves, and he went crazy, and the fans, yeah, fans went got into it. And they've never, they've never left that moment. They, nah, they're still in that moment. So so you're saying Wendelstadt was a little, uh, maybe pitching him just because uh, maybe I, he's making up a little bit for I the think blown so. call? I yeah. think so. That's that's my my recollection. And then, you know, the when Danny Ozark did not put Jerry Martin to replace Bull, but you know, Bull kind of caught that ball, but he didn't. But Jerry, who knows? You know, would he have caught it? Probably. But they always put him out there on defense in late innings, and so that's another story. And then the other story about with Davy Lopes, right. and the ball off of Schmidt over to Boa, yep. and I forget it was a different game, I think, and it might have been the same. I don't know. But anyway, Boa's throw and Davy Lopes is out. Yeah, we know. know it. We all know. Everybody knows it. No, again, no instant replay. No instant like there replay. Is now to correct it, and that would have taken us. Yeah. And then with Lefty and that rain-soaked the rain game, game. But the commissioner sitting Ugh. in the rain, and I'm Ugh. all these people sitting in the rain, and Tommy John just. You got it. All right, we we got I'm sorry. We got to fast forward in 1980. You're you're killing me, LSC. Those three years were just so brutal. Yeah. Those uh, playoffs. But um, and I heard it a little bit this weekend from players. Um, it was kind of do or die in 1980, right? It was like, listen, this basically the nucleus had been together. Some brutal losses those three years. 79, not making the playoffs. It was kind of. Did you feel that in the clubhouse going into that season? Yeah, but you know, it was it was a weird year for me. 1980, because I, I think I got off, I, I was I won, I think, three games, and then I ended up having, I had terrible arm problems yeah. and back problems. I just had surgery on my back, but I had terrible back problems and had to play through all that. But we all played hurt, but I ended up having to have elbow surgery, probably my second or third one, I forget which one it was. But, but I had bone spurs taken out in probably in late May, and then I was back pitching again in probably August, so June, July, August. I rehabbed in mostly in Washington State, but there was a lot of turnover. We look at the team picture from back then and a whole bunch of guys yeah. that were not on the final roster, and I can't name all of them, but there was a whole bunch of we were looking at it the other day, yesterday. <clears throat> so, um, but then the, the final version of we kept winning. So that's, and that's what you have to do at the end of the season, as you know. Yep. And a lot of Phillies, lower lately has been, you know, if you don't keep winning, you know, you don't advance. So we kept winning and especially winning that game in Montreal when Dick Williams in Montreal did not walk Mike, Mike Schmidt to get to McCormick and right. Schmidt hits the home run. Right. And we, I started that game too. I remember we had a big rain delay. I read a sure. novel before yeah. the game started. Yeah. It was such a long, <clears throat> so we can, we've got a lot of, a lot of, a lot of memories and, and yes. And I think, you know, Pete Rose was the spark plug 
to uh, and then you know the guys like the Mike Schmitz and you mentioned Del Unser. Well, I was going to say, Gross, yeah, because that, that, that was Manny just gonna, I was just going to say it's like you guys. A winning team always has you know obviously you have a great starting lineup, but it's always those role players and all the different uh, times the Phillies have won in whether it's two thousand eight, uh, nineteen eighty three, now nineteen eighty, and you had. In that series, the Houston series alone, Del Unser and Greg Gross, I mean, just come up, coming up, hit after hit after hit, coming off. I think, isn't Del like one of the all-time leaders, or maybe it's Greg? Pinch hits. In pinch hits. Yeah. GG, uh, uh, GG, right. I call them frickin' frack. Right. Yeah, frickin' um, frack. But also, you had, you know, Marty Be- you mentioned Marty Bystrom. Yeah. Bystrom comes up, right, towards the end of the year. 5-0. And, and goes 5-0, and right? So that, yeah. here you're, you're yeah. ba- who would have thought you'd be banking on a young kid, right? Well, and let's talk about that. And while Bob Walk came up similar uh, fashion, yeah. but also you had the Keith Morelands and the Lonnie Smiths, right. uh, you know, who really right. uh, contributed that Ooh, year. Dallas, that sh- was sh- shook it up with, you know, with Lozinski and Maddox and, 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 Later in that season, you know, replacing some yeah. of our veterans with, you know, Lonnie would go out to left or, and then even Dell went out to center field for a while. And, um, and Keith Moreland went behind the plate and, and they contributed and they were great. And Lonnie was, you know, skates. And yep. so, yeah, you bring up a lot of, a lot of, a lot of memories and a lot of, I'm, and I, you know, me, I mean, the pitching staff changed over and we were fighting for the end and a couple of guys had to drop off like Nino Espinosa and Randy Lurch. I felt terrible for them. And, and Dallas, I was in his, you know, I was in his doghouse for, you know, I don't know why, but well, a few reasons why. But anyway, I mean, I had to fight my, I had, you know, I had a fighting with arm problems and, you know, physically, but again, like I said, we all did, but, um, but it came down to, uh, you know, that final Tug McGraw <laughs> pitch. Houston was loud. It was so loud you couldn't hear yourself think. I remember I lost the one nothing ten inning. I didn't lose it, but I'd got no decision. And I pitched. I started the game, and we ended up losing one nothing to to Joe Necro. Pitched a fabulous game, and then to be able to come back in that last game uh, against Nolan Ryan, who had I think maybe two times in his career had ever lost by after he was leading right in the sixth and inning. we came back and that was when the you know the greg gross bunt yep and the, and the del unser double and, and then went off the glove right yeah. didn't one go off his glove yeah and yeah, it was just so, boom boom and all happened on the first pitches it was yeah kind of, right he had no time first to pitch, figure well, out Gigi said i'm going to do it the first pitch what do you think he's going to what I'm, he's probably going to knock me on my rear end if i try to bunt on it you know and so nolan ryan got flustered and thank god we we came back and and but, but from then on, the World Series, well, to me, was kind of a whiz. I had, I, my father, had, he went into a coma. He was in the hospital, and I was ready to, um, ready to maybe even leave the team to go. I was, it was very frustrating uh, for me, including just having, you know, physical problems, and my arm was just worn out. And so it was a tough, it was a tough year, but, um, but I do remember the, the, you know, that Houston series, I remember that much more than the World Well, and they say that's the greatest playoff series in in Major League Baseball history. Four extra inning games out of five. Remember, and go back to the 70s, sorry, Tom, but, you know, those are five-game series, and you only have to win three. You lose your first one. I mean, you're behind. You've it's it's tight. Yeah, pressure. anything can happen in, in one yeah. of those series. Yeah. Still now, you know they got the one game playoff, and mm. if you lose, it's you know you don't for, you don't remember the, you remember the winners, but you don't forget the losers. But it hurts those those guys that lost. You know they. I don't they, think they they're doing that anymore, though, right? I don't think they're doing one no, game playoffs. It's now best well, out of three. Now, now they have the best out of three, but all three wild, games are on the road. Right. They used yeah. to have the wild card, but now they yeah. Right. So. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I have to ask you, because you mentioned his name, Tug, and uh, Scott Palmer came into my office yesterday. I said, hey, we got LC on the podcast. He's like, oh. And, uh, of course, you know, the story. And then Video Dan comes into my office, and we're talking 1980. It was all 1980 all over again. Scott said, you got to ask LC about Tug. You know, uh, they had such a great relationship. And uh, I'm sure you talk about stories. They, you know, you, you've got a lot about Tug, I'm sure. Yeah, Tug, when he turned into a little leprechaun, he, you know, I was kind of the only guy that could really want to hang around and be. We have some great Tug McGraw stories. It was wonderful yesterday to see his son, Mark, and Matthew. And, right. And uh, it was so great to see those guys. And, and you, you know, you see Tim, and they, but they all just kind of look just like, even Matthew looks just like him. Mark Actually, is different. Mark, Mark's Matthew's like a, like a spitting image. Yeah. Right? That's, Matthew yeah. looks like a little Tug. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Tug, when, when Matthew was young, you know, he would come over, and I, my daughters, and I was the chef, and I would, and Matthew wouldn't eat vegetables, and I t- was reminding him that we'd have bean races, as string beans, you know, cook string beans to get him to eat his vegetables. So, you know, but it was great to see him, and I sent, I st- took a selfie with him and with and with Mark, and sent it to my daughters, and oh, well, they 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 love Matthew and and Mark, but Matthew especially because he was the same age. So, but Tug was just such Tug, a character, right? Just for Tug was. Um, was an incredible character. Um, but in 1980, that year, when he, I mean, he pitched three innings, two innings, maybe one, but sometimes, you know, he was out there almost every night. His arm was hanging. And, I mean, that last pitch to Willie Wilson was right down the middle, if you notice. That was a that was a grand slam pitch or whatever, but he, <laughs> right. he didn't have much gas in the tank left. Right. But, but Tug, you never knew what was coming. And, and he was so talented as a pitcher and as a, I mean, he he was he was just had that screwball and and he and he you never knew that zip on his fastball and he could hit spots and he really could I, pitch. I like the fact that he that he named his pitches. <laughs> oh yeah, right? he had the oh, Peggy yeah. Lee, the Peggy Lee, and the Cuddy, the Cuddy, Cuddy Sark, Cuddy Sark, which yeah. was a cutter. The, the Bo yeah, Derrick had the little yeah. tail on it. Yeah, a little tail on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and uh, Scott said, yeah, he uh, L, he would come up to Tug would come up to LC and say, hey, you pitching oh, t- yeah. today? And what would Tug say? So so yeah, so so I'm I'm, I'm starting a game in the locker room. What what happens with the starters? The starters come in pretty much a little bit later than everybody taken, but you know, you, you get your uniform. You don't want to spend a lot of time in the locker room and hang out, but you know, you want to, so you, so, uh, so you walk in and you come into the front door and pretty much everybody's already in the locker room and, and you sign the pass list. If you've got somebody coming to the game with tickets or whatever, and, and then you, and then you carry on to your locker, which is to the left. And I've got to pass, you know, the Ron Reed, Tug McGraw and get to my locker and Steve Carlton's on my right. So, I'd come right up to Tug, and Tug would announce to everybody loud enough, LC, you pitching tonight? And I said, yes, I am, Tug. He said, so am I. <laughs> so, so am I means, yes, I'll be in relief of you. Which when he did, he didn't do a very good job of it. <laughs> but we, anyway, we, but I, I mean, I, I, and later in, the, in his career, we lived, uh, we lived close by, and, and, and then Tug actually lived with me for a while, and then I, Remember doing the eulogy at his at his services and and um, and I remember Warren Brewster came up and grabbed the the uh, 
the, the you know his his container of ashes and you know, the urn and and I go oh, it was a box a wooden box I go what what's that and I said I was wondering where where his tug by right. the way you know so I didn't I mean I was pretty much you know pretty well, much in a moment with yeah. that but but that was the sad that was a sad day how we how we lost tug with that uh, geoblastoma and brain cancer and 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 all of the other guys along yeah, with Vuk and and. Dick Dutch, Dick Hauser, I know, and a lot of yeah. a lot of baseball guys, Joe Carter and Darren Dalton, obviously, and or Gary Carter. What did I say? Uh, Joe. Oh, I'm sorry, Gary. Gary. Yeah, right. Joe's Gary, still with us. Gary Carter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it goes on and on. Ken Brett, right? And yeah, Kenny Dan Quisenberry. Yeah, John Vukovic, I think you mentioned, but um, yeah, a lot of guys. I mean, you know, we don't know. It's a called a cluster, but you don't really know about if it was, you know, what happened. And you know, a lot of us uh, are still, you know, former players from Veteran Stadium, the old the old days of the vet, but now, you know, now you carry it on to present with that new ballpark and, and it's, uh, you know, it's a beautiful place and, you know, Philly fans are great and, and we move on. We have great memories from the yep. 80, re, 80 team and it was really nice for the Philly to do what they did to honor us all. And Well, speaking of memories and we have to touch on lefty because again, oh, yeah. lefty, you, you're tight with lefty in the rotation. Yeah. Uh, Talk about Lefty, what made him unique. I know, every, you know there's that legendary story of, of Gus Heffling, and he would uh, put his arm in the, yeah. in the thing of rice. Did he ever uh, try to convert you to his training methods? Well, I, I, trained, I, I did several because of all of my injuries and issues that I had. I, um, I, I did the Mike Marcy, Marshall kinesiology program and actually even taught it to a few of the guys. And, and, and Gus was, I trained with Gus all winter long, and a lot of us did. And then, but, you know, the martial arts part, Gus is, you know, was a lot of stretching and exercises and, and then training. I trained with lefty, you know, arm in arm, leg to leg in the rice trough. Yes, I was down in the rice bucket nice. with, I don't know if I ever got to the bottom, but <laughs> lefty, you know, lefty did. And a lot of it, a lot of the players did put to strengthen things. And, but, but you know what it is? It's about being lefty is positive. He's a positive person. And he also, now he all, he just looks forward. He doesn't care about the mem- he's a unique man. I mean, I, he's one of my best friends. Uh, actually, um, a guy named Bill Cachetis just wrote a book called Lefty and Tim, and I wrote the foreword. I told Bill, I said, you want to write a book about Lefty? I said, you can't write a book about Lefty without Tim McCarver. Right. He was also with us this weekend. And, and Timmy and Lefty, I'm in touch with all the time. And they're by, but you know what? They, I got to say that they were good to me. They were, Lefty was good to me when I was a 19-year-old in the major leagues, and I had no idea and Lefty protected me from all those, like the even the little chirping boa that was over there. <laughs> I kept an eye on him and kept him off my. But left, but boa hasn't stopped to this day. So I'm now. I mean, you know, we're used to it. But I I look at like Dick Allen and 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 uh, Pete Rose. They were good to me, and I'm friends with them. And so I, you know, I I remember the guys that were good to me, and I remember the guys that are kind of and those you know that. Like Bull, Bull didn't like pitchers, and like Tommy Underwood and I were the. Right. He called. He named us the, coined us the Gold Dust Twins. Yeah, the Gold Dust Twins are twenty. We pitch every four to five days, and then sit on your butt the rest of the time. And you are so young. I mean, you started nineteen years old. Yeah, I was nineteen. You, know, you made your and, debut. Yeah, yeah. I won the debut, and then I then I got you know had 
had to do some seed. And then I had elbow surgery that winter yeah. and started my no, and the, and the co- elbow and surgery. When, no, the, I'm thinking of the uh, collarbone. When you, I oh, remember yeah. that, well, LC, when you fell off the bike. Uh, the downfall of my career uh, because of Tug. So I blame it on that. That one's on Tug, too. You should blame Tug on that. So, right, Tug so, yeah. convinced you to go out on a bike? Yeah, charity. Well, it was, was a charity yeah, thing. Yeah, the charity thing. He, right. came, he came in the locker room when we were working out in the wintertime. He came running in there. And Roman Gabriel happened to be in there, too, because he <laughs> trained with Gus with the Eagles and and so he's in there in the 77 I guess it was in the winter and and he said guys I'm running to I'm running to Florida he said come and join me and Gabe says I can't run I got bad knees he said why don't we take bikes and Tug said okay for muscular dystrophy association so we took off from Florida on a I mean took off from Philadelphia Veterans Stadium with the big hoopla on like a February 10th I think was the day but there was like 10 inches of snow <laughs> yeah and you're gonna so bike all the way down to Florida yeah, yeah, yeah. Speed bikes. I we rode over, this. The, oh, we rode over the Penrose Bridge and right. Ray, Gabe and I were up on top and Lefty and Tugger and Jerry Martin are, are cranking back in the back we get up to the top and he's you know it's icy and slippery and yeah you can't really ride a bike we got down the other side and loaded the <laughs> loaded the bikes into the van and then we got on the Winnebago and started well libation started and Tugger turned into the leprechaun and got into the Jack Daniels and I mean the uh, the yeah the Jack and then we uh we get all the way we drive all the way to the White House we pull up to the White House to to go visit Jimmy Carter but he happened not to be in but we did make it down <laughs> to Plains, Jimmy Carter. <laughs> we did make it to Plains Georgia to visit Billy and uh, Billy at the gas station Billy Carter Remember the Billy Beer? Yeah, sure. Billy Billy beer. Beer. So we had Billy Love Beer that. taken out, and Roman Gabriel's <laughs> t- t- pouring it out because it tastes so bad. And Tug, <laughs> and Tug gets a bottle of James- Jameson. I'm sorry, not Jack Daniels. Jameson Irish yeah, yeah. whiskey. Correct myself. Right, my God. Accuracy. Me. So, yeah, so Jameson out with Billy, and we've got pictures of that that was one of the greatest stories. So, and you that, guys made hey, it down to Florida? Yes. Well, then getting there, we had to t- take a little time. Then we had to, um, we, uh, we then that night had to play against the Plains, Georgia, some coaches and things at the high school. We played in front of and Miss Lillian. Tug fell off of his bike drunk in front of Miss Lillian Carter <laughs> with their dog. I, 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 and, and, you know, it just, you can't make this stuff up. And then we go out and play basketball that night, and Lefty's not really good about it. And I'm the only, the only real hoop player. Well, you were a stud yeah. basketball player yeah, in high school, like, right? I was like, you know, yeah, I was like. The all-American basketball player, a couple of years, and baseball player. But, but anyway, so these guys were. Everybody was pretty. We had our fun, you know. And then we out and down in the basketball court. It was not pretty. So we were going back and forth. And Lefty didn't really like running up and down the court. He didn't like running, right? Nah. So anyway, we had a lot of laughs and we had a good time. And then we carried on. And those were the. That's the start of the disco era, too, boy, which I remember. And I, I was intrigued and. And I remember going down when I got to Florida. I went to go take disco lessons, and it was a great starting the greatest part of my life. You and the Bee Gees. Oh, when the you next f- year, the next. Sorry, I get caught. Now yeah, I get yeah. so caught up in my disco. <laughs> so we, we biked and did and we did uh, we did events at at banquets and, and Tug pulled some really good ones. I mean, from mooning the crowd to doing other, <laughs> I mean, it went on and on. I mean, all the way to all the way to Jacksonville, Daytona, and then from Orlando, and then we had so much fun in Daytona. We went from Orlando, and the limo drivers couldn't drive anymore because Tug got them owned yeah, yeah. up, and then and <laughs> got him Carlton and Roman Gabriel right. drove the limos from Orlando back to Daytona <laughs> wow. at about two o'clock in the morning to go to Big Daddy's, and then we anyway. It was a long story. We ended up in Clearwater the next year. The wow. idea was to go from my my home. I said, why don't we go from my hometown of Marysville, Washington, and 
So we did from Marysville, Washington. We had a big party the night before. And we you went from Washington guys, to Florida, Washington state to San Diego. Oh, the other, there's yeah, another right, group right, of yes. guys went down in, in, in Hasselbeck or whoever he was. He got hit by a truck or something on the way to Florida. And we went down from Marysville, Washington to San Diego, ah, California. Huh. Well, I didn't quite make it. No, that's I went when, from Marysville, yeah. Washington. And in Marysville, California, there was some, we're tugging our drafting behind a vehicle, which makes it, you go faster, you know, yeah, not yeah. having the resistance yeah. for the wind. And I don't see these railroad tracks coming up and, they're right in front of me, and all of a sudden, I kind of pop my Ooh. tire over the my front over the first ra- rail, and then yeah. it like a little diagonally, and there was a rut. Well, my front tire took a left and caught and in I the went, rut, and I went uh. over the handlebars, ass over, you know, and 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 I went down and shattered my right collarbone, yeah. and I was sitting up and I was in shock, and and then all the guys stopped and were around me, and I'm going, you know, this is not good, something's wrong here, and. So I go to the hospital, you know, Marysville's right near Sacramento, and I think it was out of Sacramento, and the guy's from Philadelphia, and he said, you shattered your collarbone. Mm. So that night, we end up, I mean, terrible, it's getting worse and worse and worse, and so we kind of had a going away party for me, because I got to get on a plane mm. the next morning and fly to Philadelphia. And, the and what, what year was this, Elsie? This is 78 now. 78, okay. Winter of 78. Going into the 79 season? Going into the, you know what, go, probably going into the 78, 78 season. 78 season, okay. Because I had that surgery before the season was over with and, and mm. went and had my collarbone. They, they chiseled a bone off oh. my collarbone after oh, it healed, wow. I put it that way. Well, but Dr. Marone set my, oh, set my collarbone, yeah, set my collarbone in Veteran Stadium and put a body cast on me. And now the funny part is that Larry Boa knew of this, and I've got a body cast on, and I'm now, it's, t- it's before spring training, and they're all getting ready and down in spring training, and this guy named Gary, the ground crew guy, brings a parrot back from his <laughs> work down in South America. No. So the parrot in the lot, this is, not, this is a true story, <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. No, so, no, so, you can't. And Boa teaches the parrot to say, Elsie... <laughs> So I come into the, I make my appearance and that parrot is on the, is on the shoulder of the ground crew guy and Boa walks it over and just said, Elsie. And so Elsie and that parrot didn't stop. That parrot didn't stop and that locker room just cracked. Oh my God, that must have been hilarious. But I I ended up pitching in May and started. Yeah, you came back, Elsie. came back right away. So I always, yeah, like Dr. Like uh, uh, Don Seeger, our trainer said, ah, best I've ever seen it. Best I ever seen at healing and coming healing, back yeah. because I had to because I was hurt all the time. Hurt all the time. And John you're always fascinated with uh, my friend, the fanatic LC. He, he yeah. loves when the fanatic, when a player gets introduced, you know, what's the fanatic going to do? And uh, when oh, LC yeah. gets introduced, the fanatic always like clutches his, his shoulder. El- shoulder and then his, his elbow and his leg. And yeah. well, now you have know. to do a parrot. And fanatic would have to do a parrot now. What's no. it? Yeah, the yeah. Parrot. But, I, but now that I have you, no, like I, I do talk to the fanatic frequently, LC. And, yeah. you know, if that ever offends you that the fanatic is kind of making fun of all your ailments. You know, I'll, let me know, and I'll let the fanatic no, know. No, I think the fanatic's fine with what he's. <laughs> the fanatic is, is our friend and has been for many years, and and we love the fanatic. The fanatic is the is the most famous. You know, the chicken had some competition with oh, yeah, when, but now the fr- chicken is but pretty the much. Chicken forgotten. was a radio station mascot. The fanatic is a team mascot. That's right, right? team mascot. Chicken was never the same. Chicken Diego. got exactly. too much trouble. Yeah, yeah he did. You got to <laughs> do a lot of trouble. Hey, question for you. We have a quiz, by the way. Okay. But before we get to the quiz, uh, one thing we haven't talked about, we talked about your pitching and uh, the team, but we didn't talk about your hitting because you're, you're, I think you have, I think if I'm not 
mistaken, you were tied with Rick Wise for the most home runs for a Phillies pitcher. Right. Right? Yeah. So with 11, ta- yeah, with 11. Yeah, so talk about that. I mean, did you pride yourself on hitting back then? Well, I mean, I was I was a good athlete in in high school and I came right out of high school and I mean, I hit 450 in high school. So uh, but, you know, and I also went from high school to pitch against the big leaguers. And how I made that team when I was 19 is is I was, I mean, I could throw the ball, I mean, it had to be 100 miles an hour, and they couldn't, I mean, even these big leaguers couldn't hit me, wouldn't hit me, they couldn't touch me. I mean, Cincinnati Reds, the Red Sox, you name it, I pl- faced all these, and I didn't really know who these guys were because I didn't follow baseball. I was a basketball player, right. I liked basketball. And so, you know, then you take batting practice and hit and, and I remember throwing batting practice. I wasn't going to let these, you know, I was trying to make the team and stuff. And I remember guys wouldn't, didn't want to get in there. And they were, mm. whoa, slow this down. You know, I'm not going to, they, they weren't ready to face live pitching and somebody's throwing, you know, that hard and even a little bit wild at the same time. But I, but I started, I mean, my first major league hit when I got sent down, when I, was, when I, when I got drafted, I went to Pulaski, Virginia. Matter of fact, in John Middleton's home is hanging my, Jim Bunning hand-me-down jersey that hmm. I wore with my name in it that I was that that I right? wore in Pulaski. Wow. And I saw that, which was cool. Wow. I mean, when that I was 18 awesome. years old, and yeah. Jeff Cooper was my trainer in Pulaski, so we were hmm. both standing underneath and looking yeah. at it. And then I went to Mary Bunning, who was up there, and told her about this jersey story anyway, getting cool. off track. But my first hit was a home run in, in Pulaski. My, my second game, I went three for four. <laughs> and then... Uh, had end up having back problem because the pitching coach tried to change my style after I was two and oh and struck out 1815 and had four hits in the first two games and so got it you're not doing it right change your style well he got fired but (laughs) then during you know and then and then I but I I swung a 36 inch 36 ounce p89 Louisville slugger Dick Allen swung a 40 to 42 ounce p89 Louisville slugger 36 inch you know and so the greatest story I like to tell is that, you know, yes, I hit some home, my first major league hit was a home run. And then from there, it was, you know, sometimes they would even tell you, say, just go up and get it over with and not really yeah. worry about, you know, get on because you want to get on the field and, you know, don't, you know, don't really, we don't want you running out, yourself double out of triple. Bases, and plus yeah. I'd pull hamstrings and groins all the time. So, but I loved swinging the bat and everybody said, oh, your bat's too big. I said, I, I always swung a big, heavy bat. So, but the, the greatest hitting story is the, the take pride in the, the day that um, we were in New York. We were in the slide in 1976 in September, and we're in a skid, a la 64. Mm-hmm. And we're facing the Mets in New York at Chase Stadium. And, and, and really, I mean, that was the team that I could sit in the dugout, throw my glove on the mound to beat the Mets. But I, Bobby Wine, who was there, he loved throwing. He was a good batting practice pitcher, you know. And yeah. he's, I brought two bats with me because I'm only pitching once on this road trip. And I break both of my 36-inch, 36-ounce bats, game bats. And I go, oh, my God, what do I do? So I go, oh, my God, i got to go talk to Dick Allen. So I went over to Dick, who's got a cigarette <laughs> on the field, right. out of his mouth. You know, a guy smoked in the dugout yeah. and smoked even on the field. And Dick Allen does whatever he wants, right? So and Dick was... Like I said, he was good to me, and I loved him as a teammate. And um, and so I went up to Dick, and I said, Dick, I said, I, I just broke both of my bats in batting practice. My God, he said, you're the only one that swings a big bat like I do. I said, can I can I use your bat for the game? And he said, he puts a cigarette in his mouth, <laughs> takes the glove off of the bat, which he carries around his glove, his bat, and his helmet. Yeah. He's got the cigarette, and he takes his glove off, and he hands me the bat, and he said, son, if you can swing it, 
You can use it. Right. <laughs> and Mickey Lolich is pitching for the Mets and on the downside of his career. Yeah. And the first at bat, and this was, I load the bases the first inning and get out with one run. Oh, my God. I was almost out of the game. Right. So I almost didn't get to bat at all. So I carry this big bat up there. And John Bad Dude Stearns is the catcher. And Mickey Lolich is on the mound. And Joe Torrey's their manager. And they got Rusty Staub and whoever, whoever. So the, I, I take this, I hit, hit this slider, like, hanging out over the plate. And I just clocked it over where the apple was in left center nice. field. Dick I Allen mean, must have been so proud, right? <laughs> well, he's on first base. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you yeah. know, but he was in the dugout during right. that time. But nobody knows in the dugout. Yeah, yeah. Only Dick knows that yeah. I'm using. He's not telling everybody, hey, he's using my bat. He, you know, right. Dick was quiet. And I'm not telling people that I'm using the <laughs> right. bat because yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. So the bat yeah. drops. And I remember um, rounding, you know, rounding third and coming to home. And John Stern's like looking at me like lucky, you know, but he. He had picked up the bat and noticed the bat. He says, huh, Dick Allen. You know? <laughs> and then, he, then the bat boy takes the – so then, the, then it's like the next time up or, this, or the third time up, I, Mickey Lolich again throws the, throws the slider and I clock it over the left, left field wall over the bullpen. Nice. I mean, way out of here. I mean, two bombs. Like Joe Torrey said, they added up to not, over 900 feet. Yeah. All right. Now the bat, where's the bat? The bat boy takes it and puts it back in the bat rack. It's not my bat. It's Dick Allen's bat. I'm borrowing it. And nobody in the dugout knew that I was using Dick Allen's bat. So we win the game. And I, got, I went like eight and a third or something like that. And get, we win three to one. Lozinski drove in the other, the other run. And, and so we, but, but I hit two home runs with Dick Allen's bat. bat. And I don't think any other man has ever. I went up to Dick and I said, I don't think we're the only two that has ever hit a home run with your bat. Yeah, and yeah. he says, so he signed, a, he signed another bat for me. Not the, we never know where that bat right. went. They probably would have gone to the Hall of Fame if they would. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So then he signed a bat for me. He says, 2LC. I have it at my home. It says, two homers with my bat. How about that? Oh, so that's my pride. Look at that. Well, and you know what? All that in that story, he also answered one of the questions in the quiz. Oh. So he's already one for one in the quiz. How about oh. that? <laughs> All right. You ready to do this, Should John? I go right to it? LC, you've been warned. This is a, a quiz about your life, John. Oh, uh, no, we got to play the song first, right? Oh, let's play the song right uh -huh. now. Thanks for the visit. Let's get down to business. Now here's your chance to show how much you really know. He might get grumpy if he can't stop you with Brazier's Quiz. Isn't that a great song? Elsie, uh, John, I, you know, we, we already talked earlier. He was pretty much at the bar all weekend. So somehow he found the time to, uh, what, eight questions, John? I got eight questions. And Good. the bar we usually set is you have to get uh, six. But you already know you have one, right? So you're already one for one. Um, so I think six is, right, good bar? Six, yeah, got to get six out of eight. Out of eight. Right? It's about his life. That's right. And, and, I would and say what does he, he win? Well, I would say he'd win that great ring, 1980 Schmitty uh, replica oh. championship ring supplied by Toyota. But I, I think, think he already has got, one. He might have maybe the real thing. So but he uh, in case he loses one in the bathroom, we can give him another <laughs> yeah, one, right? Yeah, John. <laughs> that would be John. That would All be right. John. Here we go now. Here's a problem, Elsie, is I forgot to bring my reading glasses because I didn't think I'd need reading glasses Let me on, hold a, it over on a golf course. No, I think I can. I'm, I'm pretty good here. Yeah. Uh, so we will go with the first question. Uh, oh, LC's got some readers. There All you right. go. There, look at that. Look at that. What, did you see and that? They fold right up. And they fold right up and come. Let's see if they work. Uh, yeah. All right. Yes, that you're the man. Totally. Nice. All right, LC, uh, you mentioned you went to Marysville High School in Marysville, Washington, right? Which of these celebrities did not 
go to that high school. Okay. There's three celebrities that went to that high school. One did not. Tell me who did not. Here's your choices. A, Brady Ballou, who's a professional soccer player, plays for the Tulsa Roughnecks. B, Match Game 76 panelist Charles Nelson Riley. C, Jared Rome, who's an Olympic discus thrower. Or D, Jake Luton, who's a uh, backup quarterback for the Jaguars right now. So is it Brady Ballou, uh, Charles Nelson Riley, Jared Rome, or Jake Luton? Charles Nelson Riley. <laughs> now, that's that's a guess because I have no idea who any of these guys are. <laughs> But the only one you knew was Charles Nelson Riley. Well, right. no, the only the only name that I said I'm going to say. Right. <laughs> I always throw somebody from Match Game 76. I'm obsessed with that show with Nipsey Russell, Bill Collins, Fanny Flag, you know, oh, right, yeah, Brett Summers, that whole, that whole gang. All right, good job. You're one for one. One for one. Uh, all right, one of your first major league teams, as you mentioned earlier, was the Pulaski Phillies, located in Pulaski, Virginia. Right. Which one of these was not a teammate? Okay, so you got three guys for your teammates. Okay. One was not. Um, a, Willibaldo Quintana. Yeah. B, Ed Mollish. Yep. C, Edwin Esquerdo. And D, Rocky Skaliski. Uh, the third guy. Edwin Esquerdo? Yeah. Yes, because he is our uh, in our yeah. accounting department. <laughs> He's our accountant. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> Rocky Mad Dog Skaliski was from uh, uh, Spokane, Washington, I'm pretty sure. no. From Wenatchee, Wenatchee, Washington. Anyway, he was my roomie in, in, in Mad Dog. Was I mean, he'd like drool huh. <laughs> when he was out in right field. Right. He would throw the ball over the over – the, he couldn't – he had no clue where it was going. But Mad Dog, yeah, I remember him. Did and he ever Quint- make it to the big leagues? W- Willie Quintana was a center fielder. And then the other guy, uh, uh, Ed Mollish was actually, Ed Mollish, he yeah, was Ed, here. That's a friend. I was just with Ed not too long well, ago. Well, and he was here too, cause he's on that temple team that yeah. was in the world series yeah. 50 years ago. Ed's a local guy. And yep. Ed was, Ed was already, had already been in Pulet. He was like a, you know, been in, been in, he was there the year before, I think even, and he was kind of getting, he was a little older. So, but Ed was, Ed's a great guy. Yep. Still I a just, great guy. I Still, just met, yeah. I just met Ed not too long ago. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You, already, was there. you already answered the question with Mickey Lolich. Cause I was yeah. going to say who, uh, you went eight and a third innings and gave up one run against the Mets, but also yeah. had two home runs. So you got that. Right. Yeah. So you are three for three. Three for three. All right. In 1980, this is question number four, 1980, who led the Phillies in stolen bases with 33? 33 stolen bases, 1980. Was it Gary Maddox, Larry Boa, Bake McBride, or Lonnie Smith? Lonnie Smith. Lonnie Smith is correct. He's four, four for four. four. Skates. Tom, he could Skates. go, he Skates. Could go all, all the way. Skates didn't play the whole season either. No, no, he didn't. Skates, so we called him Skates, and he would take off running, and his feet he, his feet would go, but Fall he wouldn't go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> the Fanatic, I think, had a little bit of fun with that, too. Is it like yes. George Jetson on the, on the treadmill? Yeah, treadmill. Yeah, Skates, remember going around the oh, infield, yeah. I, think this, I think the Fanatic, yeah. All right, question number five. In 1980, um, uh, who's a lefty led the team in strikeouts at 286. Who was second with 94? So you, as a drop off, 286 to 94. Was it Dick Ruthven, Bob Walk, Tug McGraw, or Randy Lurch? Dick Ruthven. No, it was actually Bob Walk. Oh, it was wow. Walk? Bob Walk, yeah. He had, oh, uh, I had to guess on that one. That's okay. Yeah, I would have right. guessed yeah. Ruthven too on that. All right. Yep. You have yep. three more questions. Bob Walk was a, was a rookie that year. Rookie, that, yeah. And then had ended up, I mean, he, he wasn't, I think he was gone from the Phillies shortly thereafter, but he ended up having a great, not only pitching career, I congratulated and him And a broadcasting career, yeah. And broadcasting career, so. Started game uh, one in the baseball. 1980 yes, World Series. Did. Yeah, I right. did. You, you are either going to know this right away or you won't know it, right? So it's, okay. it's uh, either a no-brainer or a big-brainer. Uh, what is Steve Carlton's middle name? 
Norman. Oh, bang. I, I was going to say Norman Aloysius Thurston or Herbert. So yep. you got it right. All right. So now you only, I think you only need one more. Uh, yep. All right. So we're doing this interview, as I mentioned, from Philly Cricket before a golf tournament, which of course leads to a Caddyshack question, yeah. right? So which candy bar was found on the bottom of the swimming pool in that film? Was it Babe o- Ruth? Bang. <laughs> <Was that> Babe? <laughs> <laughs> you got that one the quickest he, of all. I think, got that I one think it was floating before it went to the bottom. <laughs> yeah, right, the right, it was. It was floating. The Baby okay, Ruth. See, right. I got it. And I can uh, still see it. Uh, uh, you're already qualified for the ring uh, in case you do lose, lose one in the bathroom. So <laughs> the eighth question is, because I'm sitting right next to the best friend of the Philly Fanatic, yeah. what year did the Philly Fanatic, you were there, what year did the Philly Fanatic arrive yeah, from the Galapagos Islands? Was that 76, 77, 78, or 79? I'd say 77. Oh, off by one. It was 78. 78. Oh, April 25th, oh, I thought it was even It's okay, but you still qualified. You went six, you qualified. For, six for eight. All right. You got yourself a fake ring. Congratulations. Elsie, we really appreciate you uh, hanging out. I know you got to get out. And uh, you, Will you take no, some practice I, swings? No, or, I mean, uh, no I, you go out there cold. I, I've got a brace on my back, and I'm I, I just following surgery. And so gotcha. I'm preparing yeah. for another one, and I'm – Golf is not an, is not a thing, but I came out to say hi to you guys, and, awesome, and and also to say goodbye to the you know some of the teammates that are out here to play. Yep. And yep. you're and, gonna stick around for and dinner I'm gonna and stick around for a little lunch, and, okay, but lunch, not yep, not yep. for the dinner. I I'll gotcha. be and and I see they're giving away um, something the, the big giveaway, like great big boxes with a outdoor yeah, the, furnace little yeah, thing. Yeah, what is that? So I, fire I told him I said make sure you tell Lefty he has to take it with him on the plane to get <laughs> yeah. him all stirred up. Well you know what I'll take Lefty since I live locally. Did we I don't, get one of I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna take Lefties. I'm gonna see if Lefty yeah, well, can they're, they're gonna ship it they're gonna ship it to nice. the Lefty or all the guys because they you know that they're gonna be you know they'll say, Oh my God, this is great, you know, yeah. get a gift but they're yeah. Good All stuff. Right. Well, Elsie, really appreciate you stopping by. Yeah, uh, always a pleasure guys. seeing you. And we got to see you more often at the ballpark. Yeah, well, I haven't been down lately, because, you know, with all the, not because of the, you know, the pandemic and all, just because I've, I've been having, you know, fighting these physical things going yeah. on. And but, good luck with that. Yeah. And so that's what I, but I'm, but I'm still a season ticket holder and have been for many years since I retired. So, um, you know, I'm always, we're always rooting the Phillies on and, and I love living in the Philadelphia area, and this is my home. And but I, I'm, I'm my uh, second home is Washington State, where I'm from. So I go kind of go back and forth. And but I love the organization and all the people that have, you know, you guys been there for a long time, and it's wonderful to see all the people that have been so many years in in this one organization and just love their jobs, even from the vendors to the yep. ushers to the and and in this heat and terrible weather they put up with and the smile smile we saw so many people to walk walk by all the people that were you know working in the hall of fame club and all and they were all get gathering pre you know getting their stuff together and everything and it was great to see so many familiar faces from from way back when so yeah yeah great great organization the phillies like dave dombrowski spoke at middleton's last night and and said that um you know that the Philly's organization has always been known as the greatest organization. And to leave you with the last thing for the Phillies fans that don't know this, but many, many times do I recall Larry Boa, especially Boa, and guys like Dave Cash and um, Tommy Hutton on first and not really Dick Allen, but but um, but mostly mostly the middle infielders and maybe Schmitty a little bit, but mainly, you know, a lot with Boa, the players that were like from the Dodgers to the St. Louis Cardinals to the, remember we've only played the national league. We didn't play yeah. 
you know, interleague. And, and, and these guys on base going, how do I get over to this organization? Yeah, how do I awesome. get over this team? It's and great so, to hear. And so in the 70s, you know, we climbed into, into really having good teams. And then, but so many players were, and they'd come back and say, you don't know how many guys that asked about how we can get over to this mm. organization. And yeah. It's a great so, testament to the yeah, uh, organization. Yeah, it is. It, is. it goes, goes way back. And, 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 yes, they, you know, from me knowing, met Bob Carpenter, Ruley Carpenter early on, and then, you know, the Giles, and then there was that gang of six, and then, uh, and then you know, certainly Middleton is doing the right thing. And how about Middleton going around to all the fans and the stands, great. and in the, even in this I, heat and going to I visit I see him people. up in the upper level, and uh, several always, times I've seen him up there, so he's and, and so many a long friend, way, yeah. yeah, so many friends and, and people that, you know, even, even uh, you know, that they call me and tell me that John came up and visited and sat down, was a wonderful conversation, yep. and asked questions, and got to know them, and 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 so you don't you don't hear of that too no, much with an owner doing that. It's so. got to be the most successful. Yeah, accessible. Dave, I'm sorry, I missed Dave Montgomery. Yeah, yeah. My, but David was, you know, what a. We've been very blessed God. with Bill Giles, Dave Montgomery, John yeah. Middleton, the Bucks. I mean, we really have yeah, been blessed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Well, this has been a great time, Elsie. Thanks, Thank uh, and uh, John. What do you say? I think uh, we're going to get out, and uh, you you need practice swings. I do. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I might, might want to look uh, in a mirror I, right I, there, Tom. I, I, exactly. I haven't played in three months. so uh, I got my be, hockey slap shot ready to go. It's going to be great. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, we're going to sign off from the Phillies Golf Classic. Elsie, um, thanks again. And we will see you next time on Phillies Backstage.